This is The Party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right, P-O-D-D-Y. Go, go, Johnny, go, go, go. Deep breath. Johnny, be good. Producer John here, strategically socially distanced, a good eight feet from Serene, easily 12 feet from Pearl. Yeah, you're far. Good 20 feet from Leslie Pops. We're not catching anything up in here. And poor Dan. Oh, yeah. Dan, we miss him so. Yeah, brother Dan, he's a, he's a, he's a couple counties away. His uh, county is a little bit more strict than us. Yeah. Like, literally, our county isn't that but strict. We miss you, Danny. Yeah. Um, but the only thing we're catching up in here is infectious love and positivity, flattening the curve of fear. Yes. Ladies, John. take it away. Go, John. Yeah, totally. But I do have to say, before we, you know, producer John got on the, the mic... We were a lot closer than our eight, 12 feet. We, we, our county isn't that strict. Serene wants somebody to shame Please. her because she's not on social media. Please. I, I just need you <laughs> to bring on that shame because I'm not afraid of it. Not afraid of it. <laughs> because, because, you know, I said, oh, my daughter posted a, a picture of her and her cousins on, on social media, Facebook, and, you know, she got in trouble because it's like, you guys should be st- not being together. Anyway, Serene's like, oh, shame me. I'm telling you, I'm ready for it. No, no, no bring it on. I'm telling but you why. Serene-y. We've grown up together and we're just all still together, but we've like, like – the cups on the hilltop are all being mingled we don't with the years. Ha- we're not we, going anywhere. We're immune to each other is anyway, what I'm trying to say. Anyway, uh, Serene is bringing something today and it will be um, all, or, you know, of course she's obeying the law, but she's bringing something more than the law. She is bringing freedom. And so she got me over yesterday. I walked over to Serene's house. And she's like, Pearl, what do you think? This is what I want to bring. And I was just sitting there like, Serene, you're exploding my mind right now. And I so needed this. And our ladies so need this um before you start serene it's gonna she be saw me take a breath like about <laughs> yeah. to run and she's like oh, no no, no. Oh, 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 oh. it's gonna be a bit of a sermon everybody and um you know those of you that are like our pasamo leslie here and not so religious i still believe it's gonna speak into your heart and um we all need this right now we all need a touch of god i don't care what your religion is or no religion. And um, before Serene starts her sermon, Pastor Serene said, you know, you guys ain't going to church. You're going to get it today. I have the announcements. You know how people go up and get the announcements. (laughs) I do want to ask for prayer for my daughter Meadow because last week I said that she couldn't come back. You know, I mean, we couldn't go over there to to Japan. She's over there about to have her baby. So that that, um, was not going to happen. So she didn't have anyone to watch her other son or anything. But now the U.S. is getting everybody back from overseas and the company that her husband works for wants to bring them back. Um, so they're, they're really trying to come back hopefully this weekend. But She's almost 38 weeks pregnant. Um, yeah, she, she'll only have it two or three weeks before she has the baby and flying is, you know, that can be complicated. So we do need prayers for her that that will be okay. And um, a lot going on with her right now and trying to scramble and get flights and all that and trying to do this. So that would be awesome. I know you guys are praying. I know you have stuff in your life that needs prayer. My Facebook messages are blown up. Some people on the front lines um, and the healthcare workers service, you guys, you're amazing. I have um, a friend whose husband is fighting for his life and we are believing for that. COVID-19, we are just believing that he will come. Fully come through oh, this. Totally. So praying for Betty's husband right now. Yeah. And um, Serene, that was my mm. announcement. You come okay, go. Oh, so I do I have just, one more tiny thing yeah, before you start because it's going to yeah. be so spiritual and awesome. I also received a note from my awesome friend who's uh, – she's the mum to – the uh, daughter of my son is dating Rocky. Uh, Rocky is dating her son, 
her, her daughter, daughter Mary Beth. Her, her name is Deanne. She's awesome. She's a herbologist. Yeah. So this is what she's done for years and years. And so she sent me some really encouraging stuff, just little messages for you guys. She just did a whole a weekend seminar about, you know, fighting viruses and herbs and everything like that. And she's like, kudos on your shrinker. We all need heating foods right now. This virus loves the cold. And so have um, warming foods like we've already said about immune boosting foods, but she's talked about warming foods like onions, garlic. She said kudos on the um, – Singing canary, turmeric, and all that heats mm. up. Kudos on the boost juice, the vitamin C, but definitely um, warming foods. And now I can't even find. We need lots and lots of warm fluids. Lots of fluid, even if it's just water, and even try to drink hot water sometimes. Tea, tea, tea. We have that hot and uh, cold and cough toddy. Yeah, you can look it up, and, right? Yeah. What do we call it? Cold and cough toddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's got it's got baobab boost in and there. And ginger, and that's very um, warming. Yes, and the shrinker, things like cayenne, garlic, onions, um, mm-hmm. and things like that. And then she said, keep up too, she found in this seminar, keep up choline-rich foods. Because choline-rich foods like… That's eggs, right? Yeah, eggs, poultry, spinach, mm-hmm. things like that. As the virus damages uh, the cilia, C-I-L-I-A, don't, not sure if that's true, but in the respiratory tract. And when this happens, the celia cannot move things out. So if you've got strong celia, you're much more able to fight this. Mm-hmm. And um, Serene, you're going you're gonna to bring some and peace I just, now. Before, and that's awesome, Pearl. I love the practical. I, I, I think God loves the practical. And I, I just... I just wanted to say this, you know, I, I'm not apologetic for, for going straight um, to the source where Pearl and I are able to stay anchored um, because, I mean, even the presidents of the different nations are scrambling for answers for their countries right now. Uh, everybody is scrambling for an answer. The medical professions are scrambling for an answer. So if anyone has an answer, we share, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like if Pearl and I feel like we have an answer and, and we have this voice here and the microphone's right in front of our face, it would be wrong for us to hold back what we think is the answer. So the potty today is called the I of the potty, like one of those Indiana Jones, you know. E-Y-E. Yeah. The I of the potty. And I have a question for you guys. What do you see? What do you see? I was reading the other day in the Bible, um, Matthew chapter 6, verse 22, and it said the eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. In Matthew 6, 23, and it goes on, it says, but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of, full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. And the same thing goes on in Luke 11, chapter 11, verse 34. The eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is clear, your whole body also is full of light. But when it is bad, your body also is full of darkness. Now, to make you know the translation clear, it's not like your eye is bad, but like, are you looking at just the bad? You know, are you focused on the bad? So I have a, the straight up question for us all again. Are we focused on the bad? Is our lamp dim? Is our body full of darkness? Meaning, is the light turned off? Have we just switched the light off? And so I want to bring focus to the realities of now, to April the 1st, 2020. What do you see? What do I see? What do we see? Despair, sickness, doomsday news headlines, hopelessness, 
apocalyptic toilet paper frenzy? <laughs> Do you align the eye of your heart with speculations of a worsening horizon, a dying economy, a lack of financial flow, hospitals filled to overflowing? Or do you align your vision with hope, with faith of provision, with possibility, with the promise instead of the problem? Do you align the eye of your heart with faith instead of fear? Is the eye of your imagination conjuring up images of health instead of brokenness? Do you imagine your immune system as strong or do you picture it as vulnerable? Now, this here is mm. something, Pearl, you can just chime right in. We're going to take a quick rabbit trail and talk about the work of Dr. Simington. Yes. We've actually written about it in our book coming up, I'm That Girl. Um, but Dr. Simington has a book called Getting Well Again. And he describes a study of a group of patients diagnosed with, he only, the study was only on people with terminal yes. diseases with less than a year to live. And along with the regular medical treatments, he gave them this task of visualizing in their minds their white blood cells, like imagining that they were um, an aggressive, powerful force against their disease. Um, he encouraged cancer patients to imagine scenes like their white blood cells becoming knights and, um, and riding in on magnific magnificent stallions and defending the invading hordes of evil of their disease. He also encouraged them to think of other battalions of white blood cells coming alongside and cleaning all the dead carcasses of defeated foe from off the battlefield. So it didn't matter. That was his thing he encouraged. But he's like, I don't care what you think. Make up your own movie in your head. Mm -hmm. But imagine your white blood cells as the most powerful raging force, Pearl, and you tell what happened. It was astounding. Yeah, it was astounding. Those patients that did that had remarkable improvement. They The length of time that they lived, and some of them, like lived long lives. Some of them were totally healed. Yes, some of them were totally healed. But all of them who did this and did this thoroughly were on such better health and fought their disease so much better than the ones who didn't. Right. And so, the, yeah, there was complete complete turnarounds in many of their health, but some with only months to live. Yeah. They were like, you've got a month to live. They lived years and years yes. and years, pain-free and energetically. Right. They still may have, you know, past a, yes. a decade later but others totally heal it's amazing but you know other doctors have done this and had the same results whether it be asthma arthritis cancer the power of the thoughts was the game changer they were receiving their medical treatment and the people that didn't add the thoughts to it they just it's just the regular statistics out in the hospital now. Yes. You know, you know, if you have these terminal diseases, you die, right? And and it's so true right now, Serene. This is very factual what you're saying because you know when we went, we were writing this book, I'm that girl, and there were this this um, work of Dr. Simerton was done a, a few decades ago. Mm -hmm. But we talk about studies that replicate this very right. modern study. Yeah. Science is now backing this up, and because they looked at his work and they said, "What the heck is this really true?" And so they've done these studies that back it up more recently. And listen, right now this is huge. The Bible obviously says it, right? But now science says it. I went to the store the other day, the grocery store, because that's essential going out. We know. And it was very sad to me because, you know, a lot of people were wearing the mask. I'm not, sh no shaming for wearing the mask. I mean, you know, it's a practical thing to do. But at the same time, I could, I just could tell the fear and they were loading up their carts with um, Coca-Cola at the same time as wearing the mask. So you've got the fear because you wear a mask, you think, well, I've got a compromised immune system, you know, or, and, and then, and then the Coca-Cola and the, and the sugar and stuff. And whereas, I mean, I'm... <sighs> I'm not saying, oh, I'm great because I don't wear a mask. That's ridiculous. You can wear a mask and you've got to be s smart. 
let's say you do have something going on. Let's say you are recuperating from chemo or something in your immune system. You just know that you need to be careful with it. But still, it's how we think to myself. I walk in the grocery store and I'm telling myself in my mind, you betcha. I'm telling myself, my immune love, system is so strong. I love this about Pearl because before the corona or whatever, um, Pearl would always say to me, you know, say there's a little bug around the hilltop. And oftentimes, because we live so close, it's just like dominoes, you know. Yeah. And then Pearl's like, oh, uh, germs just fall off me. I do. They I just say it. fall off me. She hasn't been sick for I years. I haven't. I'm telling but, you. I but don't. I'm going to keep pushing on because I've got so yeah, much you, you stuff to going, bring. you keep going. But I'm telling you, I, when I'm in that grocery store and when I'm out, you betcha I'm thinking those thoughts and I even say it to people. So the question is, again, what do you see? How do you view your immune system? And it doesn't matter if you're truly sick because all the people in Dr. Simington and these other studies that have been done recently, they are sick people. But again, the Bible says, let the weak say I am strong. Yeah. Let the weak say I'm strong. It's, you know what? Just to overtoast the point, negative thoughts inhibit the ability of your white blood cells to create antibodies and to create the T killer cells, which are our body's Navy SEAL immune fighters. Remember, we've said it before, Pearl said it before, but one lonely little fearful thought without help of any other miserable, like bitter, you know, anxious, whatever, all other emotions, without just a fearful thought alone, um, triggers more than 1,400 known physical and chemical responses and activates more than 30 different hormones. Mm-hmm. But back to our main point. Is our eyes so darkened by the viral spread of fear? Now I'm reading a little bit because yesterday I just felt this download and I just, I just, I just scrolled, scrolled. What do you, what do you call it? Um, stream of consciousness yeah, scroll? Yeah, so this is a scream, stream of But can of I say something? You're probably going to yeah. say it and then I'll really try to shut up because this no, is good stuff. I want stuff. you to bring I want up. to say something practical because Pearl yeah. of the practical. Pearl of the practical. So what are you saying about your immune system? Are you saying, maybe on Facebook, maybe to others, you know, well, I, I, I have a compromised immune system. Are wearing it. Yeah. Are you wearing it? Are your cells hearing it? Is your eye seeing that? Is that your identity? Right. It Be- doesn't mean we're not washing our hands. No. <laughs> you know, it doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you're not wearing not social masks distancing. if you're coming out of chemo. No. It's just saying, how are you imagining? Can you imagine like that doctor asked? Yeah. You might be taking your other treatments. He didn't say, stop everything. You're strong. No. no, he's treating them still. He's giving them the medicine, but he's saying, I want you to see yourself as your white blood cells like the most powerful. But there are other force. things to say. Instead of I have a compromised immune system, like my immune system is getting stronger and bugs fall off me. It's like I mean, our dad, ha- right? Yeah. He's almost 80 and every year he comes down with the flu or whatever. He's like, this year, the more the people talk about the corona, the stronger I feel. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the strong. He says it every day. He does. Oh. Okay, so am I allowed to go? You go, Sereni. Okay, so... Is our eyes so darkened by the viral spread of fear that we are unaccustomed to any incoming light and it hurts when it is shined in our face? Now, this is a time for all of us to be truthful. Many people, and I'm telling you, it's all over the internet. You mention something, Rosie, you you get slammed with offense. Many people seem offended when encouraged. Mm. with a rosy lens or if we paint the future um, a little bit brighter instead of just clouds and doom sometimes we get a real lashback lately so I'm just speaking a question out here many don't want to be lifted out of their funk mm. Pearl I'm just being honest no 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 it's true Serene it has become their identity it's like 
we have to be careful that this corona thing isn't becoming a lovely little blankie of Eeyore gloom. Ooh, mm. yeah. It's not that it's comfortable, we want it or whatever, but we're just, we get, it's just like we can cozy up with it somehow. Oh, yeah. And so we're cozying up with despair. And so when we're cozying up, it kind of hurts when we get adjusted. Yeah. You know, um, when I mention, you know, sometimes I, I mention to people when they just tell me all the headlines, I'm like, nah, you know, I reckon this whole thing is going to resolve soon. I, I mean, I've been proclaiming the powerful name of Jesus over all this fear of pandemonium. So I'm believing and I'm speaking an end to it right now. Right. End to Corona. I'll say that. And they're like, well... You know, don't put your head in the sand. This this is the worst situation we could imagine. And I bet the way the rate things are going next week, it's going to be worse than it is this week. And hospitals probably won't have enough beds or staff. There's not enough face masks. There's not enough gloves. It's just you can't put your head in the sand. This is serious. Take it serious. Mm-hmm. All I was trying to do is speak the name of Jesus over it and mm-hmm. look at a few. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's what I. Yes, there is something to. That, that is happening a lot. Because it's so serious, it's like you're not even allowed to speak the positive. But, but God has but something But it's inflated. The fear yeah. has made it inflated. Yeah. Well, you're going to get flat. You're going to get... Um, you're going to get some flack for saying that. Well, Serene. yes, I know I'm going to, but, but, I've, but, but I'm checking into a bunch of numbers. And I'm just saying, yeah. there have been other years, like the swine yeah. flu year, 12,000 alone died in the US. But you add fear to a flu. Yeah. A fear to, I'm not saying it's not a bad virus, no, right. a bad flu. But you add fear, like right now I'm healthy and strong. But about a decade ago, I was dealing with a total adrenal burnout crash. I just did a lot of crazy adventurous things like adopt six teenagers in a year kind of thing and uh, while pregnant and all this kind of crazy stuff. And um, life was a little bit crazy and I got filled with a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. And when fear was added to my life, in one second I could get a panic attack. Like just like inject a little bit of fear, a fearful thought, and my throat was physically closing. Yes. So I'm trying to say inject a little bit of fear into this flu virus and you got people. Yeah, and it's not always. It, and what you're saying, it's not in someone's head. You know, fear is in the head, but fear affects the physical said, body. It yeah. pulls down the immune system. Pearl, you're like just a panic attacks in your head, and I'm like, Pearl, no. I can't breathe. My yeah. throat is closing. My heart is pounding. I'd be like kicking the door down, telling my husband, "Drive me to the hospital because I'm yeah. dying." Yeah. He's like, "You're not dying." I'm like, "I'm dying." Yeah. But because fear causes physical reactions that are so huge. But anyway, I'm just trying to say when sometimes when the light. Is shine shone in it, the glare of it makes us wince. It makes us react. So what I'm trying to say is, if we're reacting to anything positive, or anyone trying to put hope or faith to this, if we are wincing, we, it's a time to be honest and say, maybe are we just looking at darkness because True. the light's starting to hurt. Hey, you're listening to the party with Serene and Pearl, and I'm Pearl, and who are you? <laughs> Serene. <laughs> this is the party with Serene. Pearl. Get it right. It's P-O-D-D-Y. I'm reminded of this verse in John 1.5. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. You see, when we have our eyes accustomed to darkness, our eyes, they're not ready for the light. And this is a scary verse coming up to challenge us in what blanket we cozy up in. If we say we have fellowship with Him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie. And we don't practice the truth. And I'm not saying we lie, but I'm not putting a big heavy, but I'm trying to say when, we're, when we want to have fellowship with, with the creator of the universe, we're going to have a little hope there in that fellowship. <laughs> just a little. I'm just bringing it, people. I'm not trying to put on a little spanky on the bum. I'm spanking myself too. I'm just trying to no, say. No, I need this. Because- I'm spanking my own relatives, my own, you know, that come over. I'm trying to say, hey, 
if we're having fellowship with him, why are we just whoa, whoa, whoa? It's because it's all that's sort of poured into us right now when you go because you don't even have TV stream when you go on the news and you listen and you listen you go on Facebook and all the headlines it is all darkness and so we get used to it yeah so let's cozy up with a blanket of light and truth we're not going to cozy up with our so-called true feelings authentic true symptoms no but we're going to cozy up with truth that sets us free Hmm. right so is our eye focused on the lens of scripture on his promise to never leave us or forsake us? Is it adjusted to our huge-hearted God lens? How does he see this? Are we working up the problem to ginormous proportions in our mind's eye and praying all this drummed-up trouble to him? I used to do that when my son was going through the, mm-hmm. the cancer sometimes, and I'd realize, I'm like, what am I doing? I'd be just like telling all the symptoms to God like he didn't even know, <laughs> telling just how bad it But When we're praying the inflated problems with our many words, complaining about all the difficulty, maybe maybe it's a time to stop and and see the whole picture through his lens because he has a much clearer scope, his his perfect eye of light beyond 2020. Do we have a conversation with him that says, I know you see the problem and I'm not going to bore you with the details because I know they don't intimidate you, but I'm here. I'm here for you to adjust my eyes. I'm here for you to show me the promise. I don't want to look at the problem anymore. I want to see your answer. I don't want to be just another loud speaker for the enemy, the accuser and all of his negative puffed up reports. I want to say, God, adjust my eyes with your word. Adjust my tongue With your word, put your powerful name on my lips, not the name of Corona. Remind me of what David said to Goliath, that huge giant, when he was a scrawny boy. You come against me with a sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will hand you over to me and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Goliath was real, people. He was real and David was just a scrawny boy and you may have a compromised immune system and Corona might be real. But if, he, if David had the guts to say, you defy the Lord God, I, I come against you with the name of the mighty name of the armies of Israel. Today, I'm going to cut you down. You know, it's a perfect picture, Serene, bringing that because all of the big soldiers and huge thousands of armies had been totally cowering for like months, yes. right? They were in fear and everybody had lost the plot yeah. because of fear. Yeah, everyone. The, the big, strong soldiers that had all been trained had lost the plot. But this scrawny little David boy just got some boldness and courage because he wanted to see it the way he he, he saw the, his big God. So God, that's what I pray. Give me, even right now, give me right now the heart of David. Can you use my faith, which is a gift from him anyway. It's not like mine. And, and put your name upon my tongue so I can have your eye of victory. So now like when my, you know, people come over and they're like, have you heard the latest? Now even nationals, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, I did that to you yesterday. I was like, Serene, did you hear? Of course you didn't because you don't watch TV. We're under shelter in place. We're under shelter in place. <laughs> and Serene read me that David scripture and I was like, oh, yeah. So good. Yeah, right. So, and I don't care. Like, shame me. I'll be that little David boy, right? Um, but but I'm just deciding that that 
we're all we're all lost the plot and we're all scrambling for answers, but God's name is an answer. And I've been reminded lately of that time I'm um, told about in the Bible in two Kings. Pearl, you remember the story about that terrible famine. It was so horrific. Um, that people began to even eat each other. It was gross. It was awful. It's nasty. Um, it was an impossible situation to the eye of man. But God sent a message through Elisha that said, by this time tomorrow in the markets of Samaria, six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver and 12 quarts of barley grain will cost just a piece of silver. And the officer of the king at the time said to Elisha, he said, oh, that couldn't happen. Even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven, that couldn't happen. But Elisha replied, you will see it happen with your own eyes. And God caused the Armenian army to hear the clatter of speeding chariots and the galloping of horses and the sounds of a great army approaching. And they all, all the army thought that the king of Israel had hired the Egyptians and yeah. the Hittites or whatever, and, and that they were all attacking. So they panicked and they ran into the night and they abandoned their whole camp, their wine, their gold, their spoil, their food. And Israel, the next day, enjoyed all of this blessing where they were starving to death the day before and all of a sudden just total like um, bounty, 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 abundant bounty. So what I'm trying to say is we're not even as bad as situations that have gone before us where God has totally turned it around. He's the God of the epic turnaround. So why can't I say, hey, look up tomorrow. It could be totally different. Or and then and and in the name of Jesus, Corona, you just you just bow, mm-hmm. little C Corona. I refuse to put a capital into it, mm-hmm. even if I'm messaging something and I use the word Corona. It's always little C. I don't care if it's grammatically incorrect. You go, girl. So I bet after we spend time with our eye on God's huge abilities, the internet doom headlines, and they're not going to drill holes through our brain and faith, right? Anymore. But scriptures like that in John 16 will come flooding our minds where it says, in me, you may have peace. Because in the world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. See, when we see what he sees, we will see how he has overcome. Not only the fact that through the finished work on the cross, uh, with you know, as Jesus died for us, we've, given, we've been given the the victory of his powerful name. We've been able to bind the, the enemy and use his name to, to render the enemy's plans undone. But everything we let God touch, he turns it to beauty. He overcomes our lens of ashes and gives us a viewpoint of beauty. Like in Isaiah 61, 3, where it says, I bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. Can we can we put on a garment of praise instead of despair? So what are we seeing? If we're seeing the big C corona, maybe we just have to put on that cozy blanket and all like bury mm. ourselves in despair. But what if we see the powerful name of God like little David did? Maybe we can put on the garment of praise. I'm going to. In our homes. Because that's where we are. But you got it's like that. It's like your potty that we said. The the what was it? Potty of the puts. Yeah. Take off one garment. Yeah. Okay, that's the comey garment, cozy garment of despair. Put on what? Put it on the garment of praise. So we've been all wearing this corona like despair, despair, and we're putting it off because he makes all things beautiful. Everything he touches. It's like you know being home with your family. That's beautiful. Yeah. Maybe you know the enemy meant it for like junk, and you know junk is out there happening. But God, everything we allow God to touch. He makes it beautiful. I believe fathers are reconnecting with their children and mums and, and maybe marriages are getting closer. Um, but it I, has I, the same potential. It's like sickness, okay? Yeah. You know, 
it can come against you, right? Mm -hmm. And people say, oh, well, sickness can make us uh, get deeper into God's that, you know, God can use sickness. It has as much potential to work in us good as yes. it does bad because sickness can also work and you know it can pull down your faith you can get frustrated and you get mad Hard and same bitter. thing with this corona you yeah. know we are all staying at home so we can use it to to speak into our families to put on the garment of praise to find the beauty or we can just get mad frustrated um all of the things we can we can even have a f- more fights with our f- husband right, if we exactly. want. We can jolly well get divorced because of Corona. <laughs> it has two ways to go. It totally. And guess why it has two weeks to go? He wants to make all things beautiful, but guess what? He he, you know, he's created this whole universe. He's this big, awesome God, but in his wisdom, he kept one thing that he that wasn't his. Our choice. Mm. That's ours. Yeah. That's ours. And so we can choose to let him make it beautiful or choose yeah. for us to stay in control. And we always mess things up oh. like idiots. Despair, man. I'm go- I got my, my head turned straight there. <laughs> my turn. How, without the Lord, yeah. it's just totally, I'm like, ooh, I need an encouragement. Who can I call? I need it. I need to. Anyway, <laughs> I'm um, calling how, you, Serene. How we want it. Let's just play the switcheroo game because God loves to play it with us. He yep. actually wants to play it with us. He wants to switch our ashes and turn them into beauty. So for the ashes of fear, maybe he wants to give us a revelation of peace that passes our logic and reasoning because God always moves in the opposite spirit mm. of the enemy. Maybe you want, Lord, to, to show me your provision of hope. You want me to get my hopes up, like described in the book of Romans where it describes you as the God of hope. Ooh. So if we're believers... Our We're God is supposed to get his name, the God of hope, right? And then that scripture keeps on saying, and, and that you will fill me with joy and peace and believing so that by the power of your Holy Spirit, I may abound in hope. And that's an old fashioned kind of King James word, abound. But like that's mega hope. Mega. Yeah. But it's almost like right now, you better not get your hopes up. I know. Because tomorrow's headlines could be worse than today's. Don't get your hopes up. But he's still God and he's the God of hope. And he wants to give us more than a glimpse. He wants to crowd out everything else in our focus. So that's again the question of this eye of the potty. What are we seeing? Because he wants to exchange our despair for hope. So let's play the switcheroo game. And God has a view of this whole, whole global thing that's going on right now. And it's the correct view. It's it's the correct, not not you know whatever news, um, you know CNN or Fox or whatever. No, his is the correct view because he made the whole jolly globe and universe, and so he wants our eye to be full of light because he is light. We're going to move on in this eye of potty to how our eye being filled with light affecting our whole body and environment, and on the other expression how you know it can fill us with darkness depending on what we're looking at in in regular areas okay. of life before before Miss Little C. Um, came upon the scene okay. or compounded. You call it Miss? Miss Little C. Miss Little C. Corona is Miss Little C, like you, she's a well, she. she's not Mrs. <laughs> it's a she. It's funny that Corona is a Miss and a she. I can put her in a place. <laughs> oh, okay, go. Yeah. You put her in a place. <laughs> so do you see other areas of defeat in your life, like symptoms maybe? Is that what you're seeing? The Bible calls them, actually the Bible pearl calls them, yeah. you, you know this, lying symptoms. It, yeah, I know. Because we grew up, Dad saying, yeah. you know, we'd say, oh, I feel this. He's like, oh, they're just lying symptoms. You know, it says, the Bible says, he who pays attention to them forfeits the grace given them. And it doesn't mean we don't do our duty and get up and, you know, wash our hands and take our vitamins also, and do our exercise. Yeah. But when people are all day, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Oh, and I used to be like that. Oh, That's, me. Oh, I feel it. No. 
a little bit on the right side of the larynx, um, you know, like totally yes. like microscopic. Oh, I know, right? But do you see all the pounds maybe, the, the extra weight as a prison? Are you envisioning release or bondage? Let's search the breadth of this whole idea of our, of our sight. Do you see the good in others or just their faults? <sighs> Thank Bitterness you, God. and unforgiveness. I need that, especially when we're staying home with our families all day, 24. John. Bitterness, <laughs> bitterness and unforgiveness dries up our bones and sends cortisol, the death hormone, surging. Do you see healing going on in your life or do you see death? Mm, healing. To do you me. see hope on the horizon or do you see no horizon? And I'm not even talking little C Corona anymore, mm. but just other issues needing hope's vision. Little Miss Corona. Or is there just a heavy ceiling above you? Do you see the failure when you look in the mirror or the one who always picks herself up and tries again? Who gets back on the horse for another ride around the rodeo? Do you see the strong woman? The one who makes her bed, Pearly Pops. Yeah. Pearly Pops likes to call herself the bed maker. When, you know, she actually wasn't the bed maker. It was like the weak calling herself strong, but now she is. Totally am, even though it's not made today. But guess what? You bet I'm going home oh, to make yeah. my bed. I made it yesterday. You're getting up back on that horse. I know. Do you see the one who does not envision having allergies for life or the one who always has to deal, like mm. always sees it as, as, as like I'm the girl with allergies? Do you see yourself walking out of or walking in your issues or labels? You know, sometimes it's like, well, you know, signing the dotted line, signing the UPS, um, putting your name on there saying, yeah, I'll take that. Or, you, or, or do you not like put your head in your sand? You realize you're going to have to do some, some work, look into some research, take, your, take some herbs. But are you walking out of those issues? Is, is that how you see it? Do you see boxes all around you or do you see freedom and your wings preparing to soar? Hey, you're listening to The Party with Serene and Pearl and I'm Pearl and who are you? <laughs> Serene. <laughs> this is The Party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right. It's P-O-D-D-Y. For those of us um, who believe, who are believers, um, this is our ultimate. If someone's still listening and they're not a believer, <laughs> yeah. I mean, kudos to you. Right. We, 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 have a, we, have a gift of, we have a gift of sight, right? Because we have the Holy Spirit um, mm. living inside of us who, who helps us to see beyond our physicality. But, but we also, we need reminders of what our focus is on and what we what we believe. Do we see our God as healer? Many people believe in God, but they don't do they actually see him as healer? As the one who has already completed the finished work on the cross, the one who has accomplished victory for us, not just because now we get a ticket to heaven, but for the now. For the now. Like the kingdom of heaven is not just a place to go. He says the kingdom of heaven has come. He says in Matthew that it's here that we can actually touch it. Taste and see that yeah. the Lord is good. And I love Proverbs 15, 30 um, on this whole concept of sight. Bright eyes, glad in the heart. Good news puts fat on the bones. Now we're talk- not talking about weight, but, you know, bones that are dried up, mm-hmm. they're, they're, that's osteoporosis. That's, all, that's bone diseases. But in the Bible, when it talks about fat on the bones, it means flourishing mm-hmm. bones. So when we have our eyes focused on, on the good things in life, it gladdens our heart. Our, our eyes are, they are the key. Our view of life is, do you know, is our ultimate health insurance. Huh. And even more than our view of life, and this is where I want to go, is our view on the one that offers life. Because that's, that's 
been the anchor for me and, and what's made it Miss Little C in my life and not the big corona. And it's because the view of the one that has authored my life. In Matthew 16, um, but also Mark and also in Luke, Jesus asks a question to his disciples. Whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they answered all kinds of answers. But then, he's, then he said, no, but who, who do you, who do you say that I am? And that is the huge question. How do you, how do I, how do we personally, not everybody who's sitting in the pew next to us in church or anybody next to us on, on our couch at home right now, who do we personally see him as? And it makes all the difference because Peter answered, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And, and when Peter sees rightly like this, when his eyes were filled with true vision and light, Jesus tells Peter how he sees him. He turned it, he switched to the roux. He turned it all around because he, he was asking how Peter saw him. And as soon as Peter saw who he was, he said, and you're Peter. And upon the rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. And it's like when we see how big God is, He can turn around to us and say, and you're Serene, and you're Pearl, and you're John, and, and you're Leslie Pops, and you're Mary Ellen, and, and whatever, Sue, and John Boy, and whatever. Mary right? Ellen. And, 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 Mary and, Ellen. And, and, and you're a rock, and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against you. I love that, that it's, it's up to our sight. Yeah. Before He can tell us who we are. The same with David. He yes. got the sight and then God like enabled him to whack off the giants. I love it. Because you see, when we see him as the living God, not the dead God who was buried, but the risen Christ who defeated death and, and gained victory and power and authority against Satan for us now, 2020, then he can truly see that 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 we are His and, and fill us with His name. And, and that's when the gates of hell come, come prevail. Um, we're no longer sipid, uh, insipid and defenseless. We are the ones on the attack to tear down the darkness. Because Pearl, you know, growing up in the church, we used to say, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. And we used to think it was like, the, then hell couldn't come and like, well, the, the enemy couldn't come and, and attack us. Yeah. But actually it says the gates of hell cannot prevail against you, meaning you're the one. Yeah, we're this, on attack. Yeah, you're the David. Yeah, we're slicing up. Coming Miss against Little the Goliath. C. Yeah. You're yeah, Mr. C going down because mm. I know my God. And so he's like, ah, okay, you know who I am. This is who you are. The one that's going to – this corona ain't nothing to you. When we see him in the reality of his, his hugeness, his vision of us is released. We rise to the way he longs for us to be, the way he saw us when he was dying on the cross, the way he died to restore us. Um, so I want to look just a few scriptures about um, us in his eyes, how we are in his vision. Behold the eye, the eye, remember this is the eye of the potty, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope for his loving kindness. That's Psalm 33. 18. In Deuteronomy, it says, He found him in a desert land and in the howling waste of a wilderness. He encircled him. He cared for him. He guarded him as the pupil of his eye. Don't think God's not seeing this. Don't think God doesn't see your husband out of work. Don't think God doesn't see the situation. The toilet paper getting a little bit scanty. Hey, hey, all things are important. Mm -hmm. 
For the eyes of the Lord, this is 2 Chronicles 16.9, move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. And it's not like he doesn't want to support everybody. He does. But you see, we've got that choice thing going. So when we choose him, then he can lavish all the stuff that he wants to lavish upon us. Proverbs 15, 3, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, watching the evil and the good. His eyes are on us. So let's get our eyes on him. Let's align ourselves with, our, with, our, with how he sees us, his redeemed. And only then we step into our true identity, our true selves, our true purpose and calling. And in Ephesians 1, 18, it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? But that just means in us, in his people, in his peeps for modern translation, for Leslie Pops in his yeah. peeps. Because we were like trying to explain what Amen meant. She's like, it's just righto, right? Like yeah. righto. And I'm like, bingo, yeah. it's righto. righto. And, 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 we, and we need to pray for this enlight- enlightenment spiritually. Um, but also in every natural area of our life. Um, Because it's so easy to think negatively and to see negatively. Uh, And and things were just like, well, they're true. Like these are the facts. These are the symptoms. This is the virus. This is what's going on. But sometimes these things that are so-called true, and we've said this before in a party, they blind us to what is truth. Mm -hmm. What is truth. But God, you know, I'm reminded of that scripture, he calls things to be is not. What is it as not they were yes. all things into being as they are not yeah, right now. Exactly. So, yeah, it's all going crazy right now. But that God's a God yeah. of change. He's totally. a God that switches, yeah. switches it aroo. Switcheroo. Proverbs 16, too, because we can think that we see. Oh, but, but listen, 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 I've got reason. I've got logic. I'm an intelligent mm-hmm. person. I'm looking at the numbers. I'm crunching all mm-hmm. oh, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, but Proverbs 16 says all the ways of man are clean in his own sight, like right in his own sight. But the Lord... But the Lord weighs the motives. So, so sometimes we think that we're right and we think that we see right, but we're just mere mortals. We're just humans. In Matthew 18, 9, it says, If your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out and throw it from you. From you, It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be cast into fiery hell. And, you know, okay, so it's, it's not really – It's an analogy. <laughs> yeah, but most, most often it's, you know, we're interpreted as sinning with the eyes, you know, not beholding evil. But – but we can take it. If do we need to pluck out the eye from our lives that causes us to stumble in our in our lives of faith and overcoming? Like if we have an eye that's always looking at the darkness, looking at the big C, maybe we need to pluck out that eye and say, "Look, I'm not reading the headlines anymore because mm. it's causing me to stumble. I'm no longer having the eye of faith, and no longer got that heart of David in me anymore." Mm. So. Um, Sometimes, so I've wrote all this and I'm just looking like maybe I need to just totally like, like I might have over, over, um, toasted points. So I'm just moving no, they're on. They're good points. But already a few you can see to, to that the Bible is chocked full of scriptures about our sight, right? And about our eyes. But I'm just going to read off a few more. Okay. Is that okay? Yes. Good. You're like dad. You know how he, um, winds down his sermon. That means another 10, 15. Yeah. But yeah. You've but got another you, five. Yeah. Totes, totes. Okay. Proverbs four twenty five. Let your eyes look directly ahead. Let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Job 31.1. Job talks about focusing his eyes. He says, I have made a covenant with my eyes. Ooh. Wow. And, and, and I'll just talk about this one real quick. It's so easy to be sidetracked by distracting symptoms, by corona, by diagnosis, by the scale not budging, by a tightened budget, by darts of doubt, by sensationalist media hype. But let's make a covenant with our eyes fixed. And gazing on the truth, 
that we see in God's word. And there's a scripture in 2 Timothy 3.5 that talks about having a form of godliness, but denying the power. Mm. And so God's word is full of power. It is. Willing and working on our behalf. Do we see it with our eye of faith? Do we see it? And, and maybe maybe you're not a believer, but you still believe in something. Yeah, yeah. You have to. What is your spiritual eye beholding or believing? We're spirit beings and it affects our bodies. Like Pearl has brought the science of that. Do you believe or behold your doctor's reports or your fears? Or do you believe in hope? Or maybe you have a spirit of heaviness or a spirit of despair. The Bible calls them a spirit. Yeah, they, yeah I know. So let's turn off any invading channels. I'm not talking about... TV on internet necessarily, but, maybe you but are. yeah, of chaos and anxiety in our lives. This is something you can do even if you're not a believer. Turn off channels that are entering into your brain of chaos and anxiety, and fix our eyes on love and good and life and healing. Let's tune into sight and fight blindness. I'm not talking about physical blindness. Of course, it's harder without God. I'm just being honest. It's harder. But like I said, just even the natural and the practical, just like, you know, Leslie Pops does that in the yeah, natural. she does. She's a positive person. She's, she's like, a lover. I'm not going to She turns on her headline. Vegas nerve. I turned off the news. She turned yeah, off she the news. She turns off the news four days ago. Look, if Leslie Pops can do that without God. <laughs> yeah. Let's tune in. So, yeah. but Doesn't I, mean she's totally without God. No, she's she totally. call herself no, a Christian. I believe she, look, yeah. you can't be a lover and she's a great lover without th- that, that coming Leslie from Pops God. Leslie Pops is close. She was going to open in that. prayer I just today. She's a Pasamo. That's all I meant. Mm-hmm. Righto. 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 Amen. But we, but we have an invitation by the Spirit of God to be in a relationship with Him where He can awaken our, the Spirit of, you know, uh, the eye of our spirit. And that is so precious. Um, and I just, uh, in 2 Kings 6, 17, it says, Elisha prayed and said, Oh Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the, his servant's eyes. This is Elisha's servant. And he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Because Elisha wasn't worried because he had an eye of faith. He's like, you know, his servant was like, Oh, we better run because this army is coming for us. And that's when Elisha said, No, Lord, I pray that you open his eyes like, like what I can see. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say. We may not be able to see things in the physical, but in the eye of our spirit, can we see? See beyond the little miss see. And the eye of our spirit has to be hope because right. God is the God of hope. Right. Hope. Exactly. Exactly. Because um, anyway, I just wanted to move on. 2 Corinthians 14. While we look not at things, this is what you were trying to say before, which are seen, but at things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. And temporal means it means can be changed. It's not fixed. They can be changed by things that are not seen. And we can change our lives by seeing beyond them into something that is more true and more powerful. Psalm 119 verse 18 says, Open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things. Ah, what a beautiful scripture. Matthew 13, 16 says, But blessed are your eyes because they see. And I want, I want God to be able to say that. Blessed are you, Serene, because you see. Man, these are good scriptures, so Serena. I'm so thankful for, for the word. Imagine if we didn't have it. And there is so much more scope for us to see, even with with our one set of eyes. But personally, with my one set of eyes, this is my prayer lately. As I've been just researching these verses about sight, my prayer is that I can use them to see in my lifetime, my physical eyes here, the things that the eye of my heart has been showing. I also I want to be shown so much more of who my God is, insight into His unfathomable. Fathomable glory, because we only see in part, like it's described in 1 Corinthians 13, 
Uh, uh, it says we are only see, see in part, part not and, the and whole. I ponder that verse uh, in the light of Revelation four eight, where it says, and this is this is just gives me spine tingles. It says, and the four, this is Revelation, so it's talking about the heaven. It says, and the four living creatures, each one of them having six wings, are full of eyes around and within, and day and night they do not cease to say, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord God, the Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. Because He is so much, and now this is just me now, He is so much more than what we have envisioned that we have settled to see Him as. And those heavenly creatures were full of eyes around and within and, and they couldn't cease to say holy, holy because they saw more than we are content to see. So that's why it's my prayer. Lord, open my eyes. I've only got two <laughs> but I want to see more because I know the eye of my spirit maybe has eight yeah. or more. And um, Psalm 119 verse 37 says, Turn away my eyes from looking at vanity. I reckon middle miss C is a whole bunch. It's just vanity. Mm. And revive me in your ways. And, um, Hashtag little miss C. Yeah. Vanity is things that are fleeting, temporal sight. And I, I personally, I personally, Serene, I want to be revived in my sight. So I'm not talking all this to you. I'm trying to lift my spirit through this. In, in the view and the paradigm of the living God, just like little David, with a lens of eternity, with a lens of the kingdom of heaven, not just this temporal little thing that is so insipid to God's power. Psalm 101.3, I will set no worthless thing before my eyes. Frankly, these internet um, little um, sensational uh, um, clickbait, little clickbaits, to me that's worthless to put next to my eyes right now because it's just speaking into my heart fear. It's not telling me an answer. It's just filling me with a bunch of like problem. But see, I want to be a promise seeker, not a problem seeker. Negativity is worthless. It doesn't sow anything worth growing. And so it's like, oh, we're, be we're better, you know, we've got to, you know, don't be, um, put your head in the sand and don't be, um, or like you've got to do your part. Well, I'm doing my part because sowing weeds isn't doing anything. It's true, Serena. And you think, I think about, you know, the story in the Bible of who was it, Joshua and Caleb? And, and they went into that. Yes. Maybe you shared about this last week. No, they went into going. the promised land and all they saw was giants, giants, yeah. giants. And, and, and then the other guys came back with them and they're like, oh, we can't do it. The yeah. giants are too big. And everyone said, no, but that's true. The giants were big. Yeah, and they huge. had to come against all these armies. There were only two of them that yeah. saw that they could defeat them. He said, we can overcome. We can do this. And everyone said, don't you say that? Yes. How dare you say that? Yeah. yeah. But it's the same thing, right? It's exactly. Because negativity, it just, it grows thorns. So it, it, that choke out our true And they didn't sight. make it for 40 years because of that. Exactly, exactly. Could have walked right in there. Hey, you're listening to The Party with Serene and Pearl, and I'm Pearl, and who are you? <laughs> Serene. <laughs> this is The Party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right. It's P-O-D-D-Y. Now, this is interesting here, Pearl. Leviticus 26, 16. Okay, I've got you on a short range. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 but listen. God in this chapter is telling Israel about all the blessings in, in yeah. Leviticus, you know, 26. Uh, he longs to bestow upon them. And as they walk with him, you know, the, he wants to bless them and all that. But if they, if they turn away and just go about their own junky, you know, stuff, he talks about, you know, just the natural consequences, the natural punishments that, will, that is just going to come of it. Um, and one of the, the consequences in verse 16, it says, And I'll appoint over you a sudden terror, a consumption and fever, 
that will waste away the eyes and cause the soul to pine away. And I know this is not talking about Little Miss Small Seeds. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's not, but I'm just bringing it here um, because we can learn an interesting point. And you might say, oh, Tim, edit this out because it may be you know, false might. doctrine, but just listen here. Did the sudden terror and sickness with fever cause their physical eyes to fail or was it because they lost all sight of hope? Was it a spiritual sight it's talking about? Because I get the picture of that because um, it said that their soul was pining away. And other scriptures in the Bible clarify it, Pearl. And like in Job, it says, My eye is growing so dim because of grief and all my members are as a shadow. So I'm just thinking eyes grow dim when there is grief and hopelessness. Many people have become over, overcome with this sudden terror, this whole this whole corona thing. And it's a global, as a global world is being barraged like right now from the enemy and fear of sickness or maybe even being sick has caused their eye of hope, the eye of light to waste away and their soul is pining away. So I'm trying to say, why don't we revive hope and sight for these people who walk in darkness? Uh, because it, it says when... In this, in this, in this here, in this consequence, it says sudden terror and sickness and fever cause their eye to fail. Mm. So, are we letting the sudden terror, this corona, are we letting it let our eye of of, of hope totally fail? Because that's mm. when our soul will pine away. Let's not let our soul pine away in this in this time. It's not it's not big enough. This here is this little missy. Um, and then I want to say here, um, let's encourage each other with these scriptures. Uh, this should be our focus amidst all this cray-cray. And I'm going to read these beautiful light-giving scriptures. Psalm 121. And Pearl's looking at me, putting on her watch like she does to my dad. But I'm genetically related to him. And this is my moment, okay? <laughs> I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. This is the eye thing. Lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come from? And I don't even care if you live in a desert and there ain't no mountains or you live by the beach and there ain't no mountains. What I'm talking about is your eye of the spirit. Yeah. Lift them up to the mountains from where your help comes. To you, and in Psalm 123, 1, to you I lift my eyes. Oh, you who are enthroned in the heavens. Miss little C ain't got no throne. That's what I want to say. We, and we're going to encourage each other to not look at the problem, but trust and envision the provision. Mark eight seventeen. And Jesus said to them, why do you discuss the fact that you have no bread? And it was a fact. They didn't oh. have bread. He says, do you not yet see or understand? Do you have a hardened heart? When he talked about hard and hard, he often was talking about the fact that they didn't have eyes to see. Yeah. So we ask God together for each other. And, and if you are willing, let's ask now that our eyes are open. Because he said, you're talking about the fact that you have no bread. And it was a physical fact. Right. But he's like, don't you understand? Don't you see? Is your heart hardened? Lord, take our hardened hearts away. Let us see how big you are. Then what did he say after that? Well, he just talked about how, uh, you know, I don't know, because he was going oh. and he did a miracle, <laughs> You right? did half the scripture. Oh, it was did a miracle. In, yeah, this here, then that verse was in Mark. It's the Gospels when he was, you know, talking about, they were like, well, we, what are we going to feed them? Oh, that was the fate of feeding the 5,000. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mark eight seventeen, and Jesus said to them, why? Oh, I read that. Numbers 24. Oh, whoa, what happened? You lost it all? No, this don't say it. sign from the Lord that no, it's closing time. No, but it's no, so no, good. I got it. No, no, numbers. There's only so three. much concentration no, span. No, no, good, good, good. This is my moment, remember? The oracle of Balaam, the son of Beor, and the oracle of the man whose eye is opened. Um, he said, this is my oracle. It's just this is my written piece of one yeah. whose eye is opened. That's why we're praying to have that opened eye. Yeah. 
let's have enlightened eyes. Psalm 19:8. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. So how do we have the enlightened eyes? We dig into his word. It's our eye salve. Yeah. 1 John 1 5. This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light. So if look, if it feels like darkness around us, we're looking at the wrong thing because God is light. And in him, there's no darkness at all. That's 1 John 1 5. God is the source of all light and life and joy. He is where For we gaze. He is the light in the yes. there's no darkness. Yes, we I just remember my we Sunday p- school song. We, it's what, mm-hmm. okay, so mm. what we give attention to is De- what, yes, listen, Dad. Yes. Yes, what Dad. we give attention to is what we empower in our lives. You know, it's so true. When I had those panic attacks, I used to give so much attention to all the details of it and I empower them. Attention to what we fear empowers fear and the subject of the fear. So true, Serene. Attention Amen. to God breeds faith, which empowers his promises and provisions. And of course, we give attention to washing our hands. We're not being stupid idiots, right? But focus directed on our fear empowers it to harvest in our life. And I'm going so quick now. I'm rolling it up. I'm tying it up. Acts 26, 18. And, and like our great Uncle Roger says, fasten your seatbelts. We're coming in for the landing. <laughs> Acts 26, 18. Hour long landing, baby. <laughs> yeah, to open their eyes. This is the eye of the potty. Got to bring it. To open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God. That sounds all heavy, right? But fear opens our eyes to the dominion of Satan. I'm telling you, fear doesn't come from God. So if you're fearful right now, I'm not trying to bring a heavy, but you're in the dominion of the, of the, of the accuser who's, who's just saying a bunch of woe to you. Um, and, and I'm just telling you there's a Satan. Yeah, there is. I'm just telling you. Um, you know, people who don't even believe in God, they go out and watch all those horror flicks, right? And so if there is that form of darkness it come, doesn't come from humans' brains. That's just awful evil, like Chucky cutting up people and stuff. That comes <laughs> from the devil. Goes. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Okay, but that's a whole different party okay, maybe. Okay, a whole different party. Maybe that old won't let party. Tim put in. Yeah, but listen, <laughs> fear opens you, you us were wrapping up, it up to Satan. Yeah, I'm just I agree saying, with that one. Faith to the dominion of God. Chucky Ephesians was really five, out there. So you were formerly darkness, but hey, this is the cool thing, but now you're a light. In the Lord, walk as children of light. Colossians 1.13, For He rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. No condemnation. No, oh, oh, oops, I've been fearing. Who jolly cares? I was fearing a second ago about something too. Who cares? Now we can be transferred. Yeah. It's all about present and present future. We don't live in the past. Psalm 139.12, Even the darkness is not dark to you. So Corona might be a little darkness right now, a little Miss C. And then, but the night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light are alike to you. We can walk through dark trials as in the light. John 8, 12. Then Jesus again spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Psalm 18, 20. And for you light my lamp. The Lord my God illumines my darkness. Let him illumine it. That's what I'm praying right now. 1 Thessalonians 5, 5. For you are all sons of light and sons of day. You are not sons of night nor of darkness. Psalm 112, 4. Light arises in the darkness for the upright. Okay, so it could be dark times right now. Hey, but for, for the upright, those who, whose eyes are looking up, light arises. He is gracious and compassionate and righteous. Luke 1, 79. To shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Boy, we do need the way of peace. 
fasten your seatbelts. No, you already said that, love. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying it's like it's like it's now that now the air hostess is sitting down. She's fastening hers. Okay. Okay. Romans thirteen twelve. Colin Campbell. The night is almost gone, and the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Now, let me just talk about that. The armor of light. It's what's going to protect us from the darkness. So we got to put on, like, put our eyes focused on our big, powerful God. That's armor against all these headlines and all this junk. Isaiah forty two sixteen. I will lead the blind by a way they do not know. And paths they do not know, I will guide them. I will make darkness into light before them. So like I said, you might be right in predicaments. Well, you don't even know where you're going to pay the mortgage. You don't even know next time you go to the grocery store, are those two carton of eggs that are your portion going to be there for you? And I've got a family of 10. Every time I go to the grocery store, they're like, well, two cans and two cartons. And I'm like, well, for 14 people living in the home, that ain't fair, right? But God is going to, um, he is going to make darkness into light before us. And it says, and, and rugged places into plains. These are the things I will do, and I will not leave them undone. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. And now even the pilot is taking off his hat. Okay. For God who said, light shall shine out of darkness. And this is it. This is my last verse. All right. This is it. But I'm getting a little bit um, serene serious, okay? Serene serious. As the pilot takes off his hat. As we pull in and I'm, the skid marks are about to be placed. No, you're Ready? parking in the uh, parking. No, no, no. Oh. We're still in the air. But, oh, but, I thought we were on the ground. No, the pilot is taking off his hat because he knows we're that close. It's like when I pull they into my long driveway. When I the... pull into my long driveway, I've still got a mile to go, but it's gravel road now. My seatbelt comes off. Okay. You're in For the God, air? Listen, listen to this. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. For God, who said, light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God and listen to this in the face of Christ. And this is the ultimate truth of what I wanted to bring. And like I said, presidents are scrambling for answers. This was my truth to walk through this. So I'm bringing it to you. Turn it off if you don't want to hear this, but I well, want to we're say. we're right at the end now. Okay, I want to say, this to... last scripture has brought all that I've okay, said today good. into clarity for our vision. Wheels on the ground. Maybe it's going to be more PC to leave it out. Maybe more professional to leave it out. Okay. Maybe Pearl will do a little bit professional. Hey, uh, John, make sure that blah, blah, blah. But I'm just trying to say, people are desperate now for real <laughs> yeah. help. Our government can't provide it right now. The presidents of all the different nations, like I said, scrambling. So I'm going to read it again. For God who said, Light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. But that's not where it stops. It says in the face of Christ. It's the face of Christ. It's not the mere black and white lettering of the scriptures I've read. You know, that was nice of me to do. Like, oh yeah, bring a lovely little scripture, right? Scriptures. I Mm -hmm. read them. But it's not memorizing these verses alone. It's not me having read them that it's going to fill anyone with peace, right? Okay. Or truth. I know words are powerful, but there's something bigger than that. Truth is a person. Yeah. Peace is a person. It says, it says, right, in the face of Christ. So it's face to face. It's an intimate relationship with the person, with the person of perfect love that casts out fear. The word that I just read, it's nice. Those are great words, but the word is a person. Yeah. And knowing Him is what gets us to experience the truth of that Word. All those words that I said that are going to bring light into your sight, that are going to bring freedom and bring peace instead of fear. Hearing these scriptures alone does not set us free because some people have been raised in church here at all their, their life. It doesn't, it doesn't mean, okay, words, 
Words are something, but, but, the, but the person behind the words, the meaning that they bring, right? So hearing these scriptures, but having them revealed to us, brought to life in us by the living personality of the word invited to live in us, that is the experience, of the truth, right? Not just hearing, but the experience of the truth. And we can only receive truth as a person. Truth is not found through reason, logic, or mental gymnastics. Everyone's looking for truth right now. What's going on? What's, what, 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 what is truth? They're scrambling. Truth is a person. And it's a person living within us. Jesus is that living word. So we read a lot of words today, a lot of word from the scripture, but he's a living word. And he reveals himself as Savior. Salvation is a person dwelling inside of us. It's not a phrase or a moment like I got saved. No, it's not a moment. It's the face of Jesus shining into our darkness. I'm leaving that in, Serene. See ya. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.